Today is Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. Smoking gun evidence. Names. Joe as head of Biden crime family. We got the texts and we'll show them to you today on the show. Will Coles be the next target in Bud Light? We're going to talk about the culture war victories. The first time in my lifetime where we have decided to draw a line in the sand and win. Baby, we're not sick of winning. And Senator Mike Lee, super based, joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. So much news this week. Get ready. You're going to have a contempt charge that is possibly brought against Christopher Wray. You're going to see some very big things happening very, very soon. Mark my words. I can feel it. I can feel it in the air. I got the tingle in the back of my neck. I got the spidey sense. It's going to happen. It's going to be a huge week. And you got to be prepared and you got to stay connected. That's why you got to use Patriot Mobile. You got to make sure that you are online, but not just online, that you are online and spending your hard earned bucks at companies that don't hate you. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without woke propaganda pushed by leftists. Switch to Patriot Mobile today and support an America first company. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Stay connected, baby, because you're going to want to follow a little train of thought that we have for you today on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to present to you a very important piece of historic information, a piece of media that needs to live for all time uh, inside of the statuary hall of presidential lies. I didn't have sex with that woman, said Bill Clinton. Well, there's a big lie. I am not a crook, says Richard Nixon. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. The verdict's out on Richard Nixon. I don't know. I, I don't know. Very interesting, the more I read about Watergate. But nonetheless, presidential lies. And then Barack Obama. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. But what about this one, where Joe Biden shoves his finger in the face of Peter Ducey and said, Go. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. And so how do you know? Oh, yeah, here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened? That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the of presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. Joe Biden looking down the barrel of the cameras and saying, I've never spoken to my son about his business dealings ever. Curious that because when you crack open Hunter Biden's laptop, you open it right up and you have a little look, looky poo at the messages that Hunter Biden was receiving during one of his crack benders in the year 2018. Well, you'll come up with a message like this. And I have this piece of information to bring to you uh, this very morning. Exclusive. You need a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone, says Jim Biden. 
sent to Hunter to suggest that Joe was on their payroll, that Joe was leading the crime family. What? I can work with your father alone. What does that mean? Let's unpack this baby because this is, this is an important one. This is this is a this is a the big one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Turley, one of our favorite legal analysts, writing for the New York Post. In 2018, Hunter Biden's world was collapsing. The New York Times had run a big story on one of his shady deals, a Chinese energy deal, the China oil conglomerate that was going to pay Hunter Biden a lot of money to make sure that they got American oil pumped directly into their communist system. It appears that Hunter wasn't free fall. And that Jim Biden reached out to the newly uh, out in newly discovered messages to offer him a safe harbor, safe harbor. The exchange is insightful into the train wreck of a life that the scion of one of the most powerful families in the country once led. However, it is also an insight into the world of influence peddling where millions of dollars simply evaporated into the coffers of the Biden family. On his face, the messages seem to contradict public statements from President Biden over the foreign influence peddling scam that Hunter ran with his drug-infused, destructive lifestyle. The Times story, the New York Times story, caused panic in the Biden family. Despite large support of media, the Bidens had long been known for influence peddling. Jim Biden repeatedly criticized for marketing his access to his brother across the world to some of the worst regimes on earth. Hunter knew that the New York Times story was just the tip of the iceberg. There were deals all over with foreign figures worth millions, and these figures with close ties to foreign intelligence or bad regimes. As re revealed recently by the House Oversight Committee, the Bidens constructed a labyrinth of corporations and accounts to transfer millions of these deals into various Biden family member coffers, including their grandkids. Nevertheless, Joe Biden repeatedly claims that he had no knowledge of his foreign business dealings. Those denials are patently false, writes the New York Post. Hunter's Abaddon laptop includes pictures of appointments for Hunter's foreign business dealings and associates with Joe Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, those meetings include arrested figures inside of the Communist Chinese Party. In a message from his father, Joe Biden says, I think you're in the clear to Hunter Biden. Jim Biden, that's Joe's brother, appears to rush to try and fix the issue with Hunter Biden spiraling into a cocaine and crack-fueled bender. He assures him in a text message, I can be a safe harbor. I can work with your father alone. You have the smoking gun. Here it is. Where the hell is the special counsel? You finally have the smoking gun. Now, you've all seen it from a mile away. You've heard it through whistleblower after whistleblower. Joe Biden was in charge of this sloppy dime store influence peddling family that took money from these corrupt individuals all around the world in order for favors from the American government. They saw the Clintons do it and they said, why can't we have a piece? And now we have finally the message for you to see and for all the world to see. Directly from the Biden family, yeah, Joe's in charge. I can work with your dad alone on these corrupt scam deals. Go. All right. As the investigation into Hunter continues, we are still learning more from his laptop. Take a look at one text recovered by the Daily Mail. 
This is from Jim Biden, Joe's brother, to Hunter. He writes, quote, I can work with your father alone. We, as usual, as usual, just need several months of his help for this to work. Let's talk about it. So maybe Joe did know a thing or two about the family business after all. And we got, I'm going to have to start banning Fox clips. Like, what is going on at that network? <laughs> like, where's, where's Jason Chavis recording that? Like, inside of a water closet in a Wendy's? What's going on? I, it's, like, so embarrassing. Nonetheless, that's the text message. The Daily Mail article, you can actually see the text message for yourself. It's important to actually show you the evidence. We will actually deliver to you the actual evidence. We'll put it on screen for you. There it is. Direct from Hunter Biden's laptop. Yes, yes, we can work with Joe on all these deals. We just need a little more time. We just need you to come back home, Hunter. Hunter, of course, was in the midst of a spiraling bender at this time. He was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on sex workers, on sex trafficked workers. He was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on crack, cocaine, smoking carpet parmesan, and more importantly... He was ranting like a lunatic on his voicemails back and forth with his father, which we now have because of the laptop that he dropped off inside of a cocaine-fueled bender. And we've actually spoken with that laptop repair shop owner. But nonetheless, it's important to actually look at the mental state of Hunter Biden in this moment. Luckily, we can hear the mental state of Hunter Biden in this moment. This New York Times article dropping the information about the corrupt Chinese business relationship was a doozy. It led to a rant like this where Hunter Biden straight up names his father as one of his co-conspirators here. Where the hell is the special counsel? Listen. I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling, but my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Coe, the spy chief of China, who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, founded, and is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to build the largest LNG port in the world. And I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father without telling me. My father, dun, 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 all the dramatic, <laughs> all the drama there, ladies and gentlemen, it's pretty clear what's happening right now. What's happening is the greatest mop up job ever in American political history. The evidence against the Bidens is demonstrable. It's insurmountable. There's no getting out of this. The Bidens are controlled opposition for the deep state. The Bidens are controlled emissaries, not opposition. 
they, they can be done away with at the flick of a pen. It's good to have leverage over people. And to have leverage over people, you can completely control them. And this is great to be able to control a president of the United States. How long have the presidents of the United States been completely and totally subservient to our deep state? Can you even become a president of the United States without being totally subservient to our deep state? These people know that with the flick of a wrist, they could put the Bidens, all of them, in prison. And there's the power. There's the leverage. There's the crime family. The Bidens are sloppy. They're dirty. They're stupid. The evidence is unbelievable against them. And we're going to get into the contempt charges because even Kevin McCarthy moments ago is out saying, yo, I'm going to bring contempt charges against the FBI director. That will be submitted to the Department of Justice because they are hiding the evidence of this. The Bidens were sloppy. The Bidens were greedy. The Bidens were pigs and slop. And they went for this money and they went gangbusters. And then like all evil individuals, they ended up collapsing under their own corruption. You can listen. I mean, listen. So you got the text message now. This is the brand new news from this morning that you have the text message from Jim Biden saying, hey, yo, Hunter, Hunter, I can work with your dad alone. We're just going to use Joe. We're just going to get more deals. It's going to be great. It'd be a lot easier to hear Joe Biden talk with his son literally about their dirty business dealings, and luckily, we have that voicemail. Hey, Palace Dad, it's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. Mm, I think you're in the clear. Is that what you do? It was just Mother's Day. Father's Day is up around the corner. You call your dad? Call your dad on Father's Day? Hey, Dad. Dad, I think you're in the clear. Happy Father's Day. Your dad would be like, get over here, son. I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to take my belt off. I don't care how old I am. What do you mean I'm in the clear? What are you accusing me of? (laughs) You don't say that to your family. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not something that innocent people say to each other. These aren't innocent people. They're controlled. They want the most corrupt leaders. They want the dumbest leaders. They want controllable leaders because the people who actually run this country aren't elected. The people who run this nation aren't elected. We didn't elect these people. They don't stand on a ballot. This is it's Fugazi, it's Fugazi. And the Bidens are, of course, endemic in all of this. They are useful because they are so corrupt. Reading back from the article, Jonathan Turley, it's such an excellent piece here in the New York Post. Hunter Biden was non-communicative with his family, but he was still gushing money. He had previously complained that Russians had blackmail material on him. He was in danger, uh, and he was not just a danger to himself. In a later book, Hunter would admit that he was a crack addict and an alcoholic. Oh, and by the way, what blackmail material do the Russians have on him? Well, ladies and gentlemen, don't go, don't go searching for it. Uh, Russian media has come forward with... Let's just say material on Hunter Biden that we cannot authenticate, but uh, certainly we wouldn't be able to play on this show. It is of such a graphic and uh, repulsive, repugnant, despicable nature. Um, God help these people's souls. They may not get justice in this world, uh, but they'll get justice in the next. These people are truly, truly despicable. If you have a strong stomach, maybe you can go search for it. We ain't going to play this stuff on the show, though. 
Tell you what, though, the Russians apparently did have blackmail material on Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden was a crack addict drinking quarts of vodka around the clock, smoking crack around the clock, according to interviews. Given these admissions, why were so many foreign figures rushing to give this human wrecking ball millions of dollars? He not only lacked expertise in areas like energy or mining, he was barely able to function. The answer seems clear. Influence peddling has long been the favored form of corruption in Washington, D.C. These latest messages add a particularly sad element to the scandal that Joe and Jim Biden, these are the two brothers, were propping up a man who could barely function. Hunter was still a conduit for the millions in foreign money. There was a firebreak between the money and any scandal. This was made evident in a recent rare sit-down interview where Joe Biden said he still doesn't have any, has no idea what was going on inside of these business deals. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. You get in bed with these kind of criminals. You get tied up with dirty people like Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who abandoned his first wife, who cheated on his first wife with the babysitter. That's who Jill Biden is. You know that? Is that written in the love story that gets told every Valentine's Day? That Jill Biden was the babysitter homewrecker that was cheating on her husband with Joe? These people are scum. Joe Biden won't acknowledge his own granddaughter. He won't acknowledge the existence of his granddaughter, Navy Jones Roberts. I know the name of his granddaughter. If I get stuck in an elevator and I get one chance to ask Joe Biden uh, to name to, to a question, I'll probably ask him how many grandkids you got. I think the answer to that alone would be like so telling. It's a dirty person. And they're going to throw their his own son under the bus. I'm telling you, they're going to throw Hunter Biden in the wood chipper. That's what Hunter Biden's there for. Hunter Biden's going to get smacked with these criminal charges. He's going to have to do some time. And he's going to be the fall guy for all this until Republicans actually take control of the executive. And then they can order a new investigation. And what should happen is a special counsel. Because Joe Biden is now so complicit in all of this, that's why you present special counsel. You present special counsels because if the chief law enforcement officer in America, the attorney general, answers to a corrupt person who could be complicit inside of a crime, the president of the United States, well, then th you got to have walls that separate those entities. How corrupt are the Bidens? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a long and laborious string of whistleblowers that explain exactly how corrupt this family is and exactly what they're about to do. They're going to make Hunter Biden the fall guy. Mark my words. They're going to chuck Hunter Biden into the wood chipper. Hunter Biden was the key to all of this. He was the go-between. You couldn't have Joe doing these deals directly. You had to have Hunter. You had to have the bag man. It's actually convenient to have a useful moron doing this kind of work. It's convenient to have like a broken, stupid person carrying the bags of cash between the family members. If you want to look for the real brains, you look at Joe and then you look at Jim Biden. Ladies and gentlemen, the first whistleblower is a guy who is a Obama employee. He's the guy who flew with the Bidens to Ukraine. This guy traveled with them. He's the stenographer. He wrote down all their crimes and he's saying he has the evidence to put Joe in jail. I went to the FBI and filled out their witness tip line. There's a website. You fill out all these tips, uh, these web, web directions. I submitted it. If you lie to the FBI when you're submitting a tip like that, you can go to jail. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Joe Biden is lying. Joe Biden is a criminal. 
That's the bottom line. I don't care if he goes to Timbuktu or Ireland or anywhere. He's a criminal. And I've got the evidence. If they put me in front of the grand jury that's right now seated in Wilmington with special prosecutor David Weiss, my testimony becomes the evidence that will put him in jail or will uh, lead to his impeachment, probably lead to his impeachment first. You're, so you're saying that Joe Biden wasn't going to Ukraine to fight corruption. Joe Biden was going to Ukraine to help the natural gas industry at the time he knew that his son was on the board of the biggest natural gas business conglomerate in Ukraine. That's exactly right. Yep, that's exactly right. So Joe Biden was the corruption. Joe Biden wasn't going to Ukraine to fight corruption. Joe Biden was the corruption. Boy, it'd be helpful if we had the guys who actually, I don't know, signed the checks inside the Biden company, influence peddling company, come forward and say, hey, yo, Joe's the big guy. Yeah, we got that tape. I didn't generate that email. James Gilliard generated that email. And in that email, James Gilliard goes through intimate detail of what each individual's requests were from a compensation perspective and how the equity in the enterprise would be divvied up. Very important. May 13th, that email was generated by somebody else to me. In that email, there's a statement where they go through the equity. Jim Biden's referenced as you know, 10% doesn't say Biden, it says Jim. And then it has 10% for the big guy held by H. I 1000% sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. Um, it's That's crystal clear to me because I lived it. I met with the former vice president in person multiple times. And I had been meeting and talking with Hunter Biden and, and uh, Jim Biden and Rob Walker and James Gill. I I'm like, I'm uh, like conservative media. The fact that like every show forever isn't based on this, this is how they, okay. So this is how they were able to actually frame Trump. Trump never did anything wrong. Someone's gonna have to show me a crime that Trump committed. Trump ain't never did any crimes, but he did have to suffer through two impeachments. Donald Trump had to suffer through a a special counsel. And you wanna why? Because the left gets on message. I am trying as hard as I can, and God bless you and God bless everyone inside of the brigade, like inside of this community. Like I try as hard as I can with leveraging as much muscle as we possibly can. We've got 7 million followers across social media platforms. We are going to use that. And if, if we had 14 million or if we had 27 million, I would use every single ounce of leverage and power to scream at the top of my lungs, these crimes. Why is not every single show on every conservative media podcast and network screaming these crimes. It is getting on message that the left does, mainly because they are centrally coordinated and controlled, and I'm not necessarily arguing for that on the conservative side of things, but they get on message and then they attack and then they seize and they bring forward and bring to light and the noise becomes very, very loud. Where the hell is the special counsel? You got guys from the IRS inside of the, let's just call it the Biden regime, inside of Biden's own regime coming forward saying, it is so corrupt that we cannot sit here idly any longer. These whistleblowers have now come forward and are public. They're like publicly known. This guy was investigating Hunter Biden's tax crimes, could have charged Hunter Biden a year ago. A year ago. So what guy says, 
He said, we have him dead to rights on like 12 different violations. And the Biden Department of Justice is not only saying you can't charge this guy. They're, they're like removing the whistleblower now from this investigation. It's a classic Stasi Soviet tactic. And then what's next? They ship the guy off to the concentration camp. They make the guy go break rocks in Siberia. This is what we're living through. Watch. When I took control of this particular investigation, I immediately saw it, you know, it was way outside the norm of what, what I've uh, experienced in the past. Gary Shapley is a supervisory special agent for the IRS, where he's worked for 14 years. In January 2020, he was assigned to what he calls a high-profile investigation. Who's the subject of the investigation? I can't con confirm or deny the, the subject of this investigation. Why not? Because, you know, part of the tax secrecy laws don't allow it. Shapley can't say it, but CBS News has learned the investigation was the probe of Hunter Biden by the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. Senior Biden administration officials have vowed to let it run its course without interference. It's not restricted in his investigation in any way. But CBS News has obtained this letter Shapley's lawyers sent to Congress Monday, alleging irregularities in DOJ's handling of the investigation. Even with CBS's simping framing of this, you can see exactly what's happening here. I mean, we're, li we're, we're living through a bizarre world takeover uh, of unbelievable, un magnanimous proportions. What, what, what are we looking at here? We're looking at the greatest cover-up for a corrupt family in the history of the presidency. The Clintons, the Obamas, Nixon Watergate. Ladies and gentlemen, none of it adds up to this. This is a full force, a all hands on deck, nine alarm fire that the Bidens who were so corrupt and who were so sloppy in their dealings need to have a cleanup on the entire store in order to protect them. That's what we're looking at here. Because now you have 20 different whistleblowers. You got you have Biden's own accountant is working with the GOP oversight committee. Hunter Biden's top financial lieutenant, Eric Schwerin, is expected to provide documents to the House Oversight Committee's investigation of the Biden family. Nine violations, including money laundering, wire fraud, spokesperson for Breitbart News has learned. Schwerin, who shared a bank account with Joe Biden, is dubbed the family's money man. He maintained guest lists for the White House functions and negotiated settlements with Hunter's first wife. Schwerin was deeply embedded in Hunter's personal life. He's now working with Republicans. That's it. Our Republican Congress is the only thing standing between us and like this entire tyrannical system sitting there and absorbing and protecting the Bidens. That's what's happening now. Kevin McCarthy's out this morning uh, with a flamethrower saying, yo, listen, we got to start bringing contempt charges against the FBI director, Christopher Wray. Because FBI director Christopher Wray has a document called an FD-1023. And that document is a document that hoovers up clandestine information from around the world. It gets brought into the, it gets brought into the FBI. And what do they hoover up from these sources in a different country? 
Well, on the phone calls and the wiretaps are the Bidens. The Bidens themselves doing these deals, promising and currying favors for money. You give me money, I'll give you American policy. And the FBI has the documents, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get to them in just a second. First, you got to learn and you got to be able to think and you got to be able to trust your mind in these moments. You got to be able to trust the process and the function of your own brainstem. And that is why it's important to develop your own brainstem. It's wild going through and looking at like we've been doing a lot of reporting on Target recently. And I actually went into a Target for the first time in like years. And I looked around like everything's on like a second grade reading level. If you teach your kids how to think and how to read and how to actually process, they're going to be superheroes. And you should consider doing that with Freedom Project Academy. Freedom Project Academy is a K through 12 online on demand learning course for homeschooled kids, for kids that you don't want to send into the system to be dubbed, dumbed down. Freedom Project Academy is built on Judeo-Christian values and classical curriculum. They're dedicated to the mastery of the subject matter and teaching kids how to think, not what to think. You should consider sending your kids to freedomforschool.com. Freedomforschool.com, where you can see the curriculum, you can meet the teachers, you can preview the courses, you can see everything your kid's going to learn. We cannot afford to hand over another generation to these leftist radicals and these psychopaths, these Marxists. Freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. Christopher Ray is going to call James Comer today, apparently, to get this FD-23. Now, what happens in these situations is the FBI always says, sources and methods, sources and methods. We can't reveal our sources. This is the deep state tactic to keep the information from the public. This is how they kept the Kennedy files for all these years. But James Comer is saying, uh, that dog don't hunt. Today is officially the deadline. Christopher Ray is about to break. Watch. This is a very serious accusation. Uh, this accusation fits a pattern that we un uncovered, uh, especially in Romania, where then Vice President Biden visits a country, talks about foreign policy and foreign aid. And then two weeks later, his family starts getting uh, bank wires uh, from uh, foreign nationals in this country uh, to the different Biden family members. We also want to know what exactly the FBI did to investigate this very serious allegation. Yeah, it's Ukraine. It's Ukraine. We're going to do a special this week because we know exactly what this FD-1023 shows. And so does Comer because Comer has the bank records. He's gone in and reviewed them. This is the biggest bombshell story of our time. And you know what? I'm going to keep covering it. I don't care. There are a lot of things I'd like to talk about. I really want to talk about the culture wars because we're winning those. But I'm going to keep the pressure up on this. Senator Mike Lee is going to join us in just a moment. This is what we're going to talk about. We're going to keep talking about it. This is the largest political scandal of my lifetime. And everyone, even on the conservative media taco sphere, seems to be like in, like they took a bunch of no-dos and they're just like not paying attention to this. No, man, we got to pay attention. We got to get these documents. And the reason why you get impeachments against Donald Trump for nothing, the reason why you get special counsels against Donald Trump for hoaxes is because the left kept the heat up. That's what we're going to do. 
multiple 1023 forms were created because of the Biden corruption. Multiple, according to James Comer. Uh, oh, okay. I thought there was just one. Nope. We Our specific request, first of all, said we want any form 1023 dated in August 2020 with the word Biden on it. And you know what they came back and said, Sean? They said, well, that's that would just be too many documents. Uh, we, we can't possibly prepare all that. So, uh, you know, a light bulb goes off. Well, what do you mean? How many 1023s are there? Uh, with the word Biden just for one month in 2020. This is what we found with the Treasury with the suspicious activity reports. There were hundreds of these indicating potential wrongdoing of the Bidens with respect to financial transactions. Now, the way that I understood the FBI, there are multiple Form 1023s pertaining to Biden. So we had to narrow the focus to say, okay, Biden and the word $5 million. So that's that's the uh, Sean Hannity new like live show that they're doing. They have like some studio audience there. You probably don't watch Hannity. Uh, we thank you for watching our show in the morning, but they, they bring it, they like bring in a live show now, the Hannity show. Did you know that? So that's why you heard people laughing there, but the laughter was justified. Because what Comer is saying is, we said to the FBI, give us evidence of Biden's corruption that you have. And they said, what? E- You're going to have to get more specific. What evidence? Where, uh, which, which box? Which, which, one do you, which one do you want? You're going to have to narrow that down, son. And so they did. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, moments ago, Kevin McCarthy was on Fox News saying uh, the contempt charges will be brought. We will uh, be getting this information out of the FBI. And trust me, I think that – I don't know, man. I got thoughts on this. I I think that we're – I think they're preparing to kick Biden. I I think they're preparing to kick Biden to the curb. I really do. You can see what Hillary Clinton was doing uh, this weekend. Uh, I think they're preparing to kick Biden to the curb. This is my contention. And Republicans are playing along with it, and they know they have the leverage on Biden. They know they can end Biden in a moment – and uh, McCarthy is going to help him. Watch. Comer subpoenaed the document that he's requested. We have jurisdiction over the FBI, which they seem to act like we do not. I personally called uh, Director Ray and told him he needs to send that document. Today is the deadline. So let me not just tell you. Let me tell Director Christopher Ray right here, right now. If he misses the deadline today, I am prepared to move contempt charges in Congress against him. We have jurisdiction over this. He can send us that document. We have the right to look at that. Republicans and Democrats alike in that committee. And if he does not follow through with the law, we will move contempt charges against Christopher Ray and the you FBI. Dude, good for you, homie. A lot of people. A uh, lot of people. Not happy with Kevin McCarthy about the debt limit deal. We're going to get into that with Mike Lee. Mike Lee is not happy about the debt limit deal, but we'll see. We'd like to hear more. There's only so much you can do when you have like a two like when you have like a two member majority. But here we are. So let's begin. What is Christopher Ray doing today? Christopher Ray has a scheduled phone call with the House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer to discuss information file that allegedly accuses Joe Biden of being paid $5 million in a bribery scheme while vice president. Comer, Kentucky uh, Republican, issued a subpoena for the document nearly one month ago. 
and set for Ray a deadline of Tuesday, today, before the committee takes action to hold him in contempt. Your response to the subpoena is May 30th, 2023. Let's check. Oh, yeah, that's today. Comer warned Ray in a letter last week that if the FD-1023 is not produced by this date, the committee will initiate contempt proceedings. And now you have Kevin McCarthy on board with that. And quite uh, effusively on board with that. Good. Yes, please. More of that, daddy. It's unclear whether the timing of the phone call portends to raise compliance, but the FBI has thus far refused to provide the file, citing concerns about informant confidentiality. Hmm. Okay. My team is roasting me for saying daddy. Uh, uh, look, uh, okay, so one, if I'm a, I'm a father of soon to be three, and I'm going to make that four, nine, or ten, twenty, I don't know. Mike Lee's a Mormon. Maybe he can tell me about having 20 kids. Be happy to have that conversation with him. I am a father. Therefore, I reserve the right to use the term daddy anytime I want to. Because I am one. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy attempted to help mediate the dispute with a May 19th call to Ray. And he said afterwards that he thought the Bureau would comply. The FBI has continued to tie itself in knots to ignore the legitimate subpoena from Congress. There's a reason why Article 1 of the Constitution says Congress. Article 2 says the executive. Congress is in power. Congress is a far more direct democracy and far more direct voice of the people than the presidency was ever intended to be. The president, I mean, the president was never, the presidency was never like intended to be elected the way that we elect the president. Actually, the original reading of the constitution, we made dumb decisions. So what is this document and what will it what will it uh what will it say we know what it will say it's ukraine we know this from the whistleblower it's ukraine ladies and gentlemen this is going to be the reason for all of our troubles in ukraine the cover-up why is the super state and the permanent state in washington dc so obsessed with ukraine because so many dirty deeds and dirty dealings run through that proxy state for our U.S. American empire. That is what Ukraine is, a proxy state. And the Bidens went right through it, like a freight train through the Rockies. Joe Biden didn't care, didn't give two road apples about Ukraine until his kids started getting paid. And then we know, according to the whistleblower who works for the Obama administration, in case you're wondering, uh, that Joe Biden suddenly became obsessed with developing the natural gas inside of Ukraine, spending 60 million American tax dollars in Ukraine. Back in the day, it seemed small, according to today's standards, on developing natural gas in Ukraine. As soon as Hunter Biden gets a seat, a board seat in that country, we also have phone calls recorded not sure how, but nobody questions the authenticity of them. On Joe Biden's last day as vice president, panicked talking with the president of Ukraine, telling him to nationalize Privat Bank and to potentially criminally indict Kolomoisky, who's the oligarch that ran everything there in Ukraine. Joe Biden covering up his dirty tracks. We're going to lay it all out in a special later this week. 
But we know exactly what this document's going to show, and we know exactly why they're holding it so tightly. Christopher Ray sitting under his desk right now, grabbing hold of that document, staring at it, sweating profusely, knowing there's too many people who've seen this thing. The FBI caught Joe Biden in a criminal scheme, and they have kept that from the American people. The House of Cards falls soon, ladies and gentlemen. And somebody who's going to help knock it all over is the great senator from the state of Utah. There's only one. His name's Mike Lee. He joins us now. Senator, thank you so much for being on the program. I know you're here to talk debt deal. We're coming in hot from all this recent Joe Biden uh, FD-1023 forms and so on and so forth. You're a constitutional scholar. So if you don't mind, can I just ask a constitutional question off the bat here, which is sure. who's in charge of the FBI? The president. The answer to any question about the executive branch of government, uh, whenever you ask the question who's in charge of that, it's always the president of the United States. In theory, the president ought to be able to direct anyone in the executive branch uh, to do what he, he wants because the entire executive branch operates under him or is supposed to. Therefore, uh, when things like this happen, it is fair to say that the, the president has some responsibility to oversee it. Doesn't mean that he's always going to be able to prevent everything, anything and everything bad from happening there. But it, it does mean he has some responsibility over it. If things are going badly and they continue to go badly, he owns that. When the president is seemingly complicit and or involved in crimes like these or, or alleged crimes like these, if the if FBI, who <laughs> they do not deny that they uh, have evidence of Joe Biden and influence peddling for millions of dollars uh, and Amer favors from the American government, they don't deny that that exists. Isn't this a blinking, screaming red light for a special counsel? It seems like it, yes. Uh, and, and it'll be interesting to see how the administration grapples with that question and, and whether or to what extent they can maintain any, uh, any semblance of objectivity without that. Um, look, I'm, I'm not always a, a fan of the use of special counsel appointments, but this does seem like the kind of case uh, where it should be considered. And, and has been implemented for um, uh, far weaker, weaker reasons in previous administrations. Final question on this topic, which is, as a constitutional scholar, I think it would probably be you versus Rand Paul in a grudge match for, like, the greatest constitutionalist in the Senate. Uh, but you're Article 1. You represent Article 1, which is ahead of Article 2. You have oversight over Article 2 as our documents are written, as our founders intended. It is your job to hold into account the executive branch, because I think that the founders thought that the executive branch might go sideways. And we're experiencing that right now. Uh, a little insight as to how the Senate, I know you're in the minority, but how the Senate is considering holding into account the Biden administration on these fronts? Yeah, look, I think as the Article One branch, our first and most important responsibility, and you alluded to this a moment ago, I, I think your words were, were, were ahead of Article Two, we're ahead of it both in the order in which the Constitution is set out, but we're also ahead of Article Two in that um, we we decide what powers belong to the federal government in, in the first place and how they're to be exercised. And over time, as these abuses have been occurring, they become our responsibility. The longer we wait before realizing, oh my gosh, we've we've created. 
these behemoth agencies that are unmanaged and unmanageable. Uh, we've at times adopted these excessively broad uh, statutory terms uh, that allow the executive branch to basically make up the law as they go along because they're written with such breadth. And so, yeah, that, that is our responsibility, along with oversight. In addition to setting the standards by which these entities exist and whether they exist at all, we also fund them. Before we fund them in, in a year, we have to undertake these reviews and figure out whether there are things that we need to withhold from them until such time as they get a hold of problems that are evident. Senator, you're not happy with this budget deal. No, not not at all. Look, I really like the way this thing started out, Benny. The, uh, the, the limit, save, grow bill that was passed by the House a month or so ago well, it was fantastic. It wasn't perfect, but it, it represented a, a very good faith effort to deal with the problem. It's something that I could have supported. Now, uh, while I knew that, sure, negotiations happen and it might not turn out exactly like the Limit, Save, Grow Act, I would have expected once the House all aligned on this, all but a handful of members voted for it, you know, wasn't easy to get them to do it. I would have expected the final product negotiated by the speaker to bear a closer resemblance to Limit, Save, Grow than what this bill has. And despite uh, lofty intentions and what may have been the, the best of intentions by Speaker McCarthy going into this, I think he might genuinely believe that uh, most of the most significant reforms achieved by Limit, Save, Grow are still achieved by this bill. They're just not. It, when you read the text, when you read the fine print, as I have this nasty habit of doing, uh, in almost no area does this even come close to doing what Limit, Save, Grow does. And in some cases, the promised reforms that are still being promised to this day that are in this bill, they're completely illusory. It doesn't do what they claim that it does. So I want to make sure that Republicans understand, number one, uh, there's no reason why we should be forced to act on this so hastily that we're not able to review the text and fully understand what it does uh, uh, before passing this. Number two, that if in fact some of these provisions are illusory in terms of the reforms they offer, we ought to be able to fix those and, and not be bound by uh, this agreement that the speaker reached uh, with the White House. We weren't in those. We weren't part of those. We shouldn't be bound by those. Number three, it's also important to remember that this, uh, this shot clock that we think we're dealing with is itself largely illusory. There's no reason. Look, we've got quarterly tax payments coming in on June 15th. There's no reason why we couldn't maintain uh, currency on everything we're doing with our existing payments on interest and principal on the debt as they become due. No reason we couldn't make it at least to June 15th. We can make it to June 15th. That buys us another month or so of enough revenue to do what we need to do with the government. I don't think we ought to wait until mid to late July to get this done, but I think we could get to mid to late July if we can just make it to June 15th. So this, this false deadline, first Janet Yellen said June 1st, then she said June 5th. We're now within 10 days of that June 15th window. They can nurse this along until then. There's no reason why we have to be acting as if the sky is falling, as if uh, there are going to be dogs and cats living together in the streets in a book of revelations sort of way, unless we pass this very bill right now. The Senate and the House both need time to digest this thing. 
And Republican members in particular need time to be able to understand this bill doesn't do what they claim it does. Well, I mean, dogs and cats living together, you know, don't give Target any ideas. There'll they'll be a whole month to celebrate that uh, <laughs> soon. But going back to this, there's a lot of obviously big budgetary terms that I think it lost on the American people. Part of what makes the IRS agent fundings stick is that everyone hates the IRS. This is like a, a real world thing that someone can materialize and say, wait a second, I, do I want more or less interaction with the IRS? And what has been my interaction with the IRS, good or bad? And the vast preponderance of Americans would say bad. And so this doesn't get rid of the IRS funding that McCarthy promised he would defund. So, huh? It doesn't. It doesn't get rid of it. At best, it pays a very minor lip service to it. Uh, but th that ignores the, the the other gaping problems in this bill, uh, yes. uh, of which this is only one. So, in time and time again, what we see is that he walked in there with a really good bill, and he saw it dramatically watered down. Now we understand there was going to be some of that, but you would expect to see where if some provisions were watered down, others might be bolstered. There ought to be a genuine give and take. You would also expect that while, where they claim that we've still essentially got the protections, that those wouldn't prove to be illusory. But in time and time, again, what, when I look through the provisions of this bill, what I see are some really big gaps between what Republican senators and congressmen are being told by legislative leadership, the bill does, and what it in fact does. That gulf is astoundingly large. What, what, is it the best that we can hope for? I saw the, the big the big quotation from this debate is, "We slowed spending." Is that the best that we can possibly hope for now? I mean, are we uh, we we're just controlled opposition. We're just like we're just like uh, it's not it, it, it's like uh, I don't know what's the team that played the Harlem Globetrotters right that like it With was the their Washington job to like, express or something like that's that. That's right. Yeah. That, is that what the Republican Party is now? Yeah, one could make that argument. We, we don't want our mantra to be Republicans. Elect us and we'll make sure that government spends slightly less money than it would have spent under Democratic rule. Uh, and Benny, when you look at what we've done here, you know, Limit Save Grow insisted on starting from FY 2022 uh, discretionary spending levels. Not a gargantuan leap to go back one year and say that ought to be our starting point. They abandoned that and instead set the baseline spending numbers to FY 2023, the largest discretionary spending in our nation's entire history. Then they put these anemic caps on that spending, which after the first two years are completely illusory. Uh, it's, it's not helpful. They also claim that, you know, sure, there's no RAINS Act. By the way, the RAINS Act I, I think that was the single most valuable piece in Limit, Save, Grow. If, if Limit, Save, Grow uh, uh, remained as it was, and this bill was otherwise as, is it, as it now stands, but they incorporated the RAINS Act into it, I think they'd get a lot of us who currently have concerns with the bill who might well vote for it if they just added the RAINS Act provision, which, of course, requires Congress uh, to ratify and affirmatively enact major rule new regulations uh, uh, so that, you know, we're not living by the edict of the executive branch of government every day without yeah. Congress having a say in it.
They took that out and they replaced it with what they call this regulatory PAYGO provision. It's found in Section 263 of the proposed negotiated uh, debt ceiling package. The only problem with that, there is a big problem with it. Number one, it's not the same as RAINS. It's weaker than RAINS substantially. But number two, even uh, more significant, in two, Section 265, they render uh, that regulatory PAYGO structure completely illusory by giving the director of the Office of Management and Budget. The OMB director can just decide, well, this is important to our delivery of uh, uh, programs that we need to carry out, so we're not going to follow it. That is completely disingenuous to suggest that this has teeth to it when they have themselves removed all the teeth from the bill. Well, I mean, listen, you are negotiating with someone named Joe Biden. He doesn't have any teeth left. Uh, he's had all of his teeth removed. Seems so, fair in that respect. I, that's understandable. I can. Uh, yeah. Uh, final. I mean, final question on this. And it's, I think, a really good one. Why not use it as a chance to go like why not in a, in, a, in a debate and in a negotiation? Why not use this as a chance to go for the jugular? We defund the FBI. We defund like the political FBI. OK, now maybe not the whole thing. Why not like use it as like a, a t I do a lot of debates. I do a lot of negotiations day and night. I run a small business here. Like, why not? Like, why not go for broke on this thing? It seems like a really smart time to do it. Uh, it's not an election year necessarily. Like, th like this is a time to actually put our foot down. Like Republicans were handed this big majority. Nobody wants us to spend more money in Ukraine. Like when America, when America is defaulting, Wh like, why not now? Yeah, Benny, you've seized on one of the most important points of all of this, and I can't emphasize this enough, which is the leverage was on our side. The momentum yeah. was on our side. Yes. Public opinion was starting to move to our, our side. Uh, it, we were in a really good position on this, and I, I don't understand why he didn't take a firmer, more aggressive position. Uh, when the administration had been completely unreasonable, uh, look, we have to remember that Joe Biden waited 105 days after uh, Kevin McCarthy's first outreach uh, on this topic to even entertain a conversation with him. The entire time President Biden was just saying, no, it's my way or the highway. You increase it without any spending uh, conditions attached to it. Uh, uh, that's what I'm demanding. And by the way, he, he refused to talk to Speaker McCarthy during that entire time. The American people saw that. They watched that, Benny, and they realized that was unreasonable. That's why public opinion was moving in our direction. So why we would go to such a weak sauce, watered down version of the bill is beyond my ability to understand, especially when uh, our bargaining power had never been stronger. I don't see it. I don't understand. I hope that you win back the Senate. It looks like the map's going to be really good, and, you know, and I hope you win back the Senate and then you can really put some, put your, you know, your shoulder to the wheel here. But well, I, yeah. I do too, Benny, but that, that too is important to remember here because when we do stuff like this, when Republicans do stuff like this, if this passes and the American people see that, they're not dumb. They're very smart. They see what's happening. They, they start to ask themselves the question with with Republicans like these who even needs Democrats. That's right. If this is what well, Republicans are going to do, why should we go to all the effort to get Republicans elected in the first place? This will hurt us. It will harm our our electoral prospects in 2024 with both houses of Congress and with the White House. And it will hurt them substantially. Yeah. And so that's gonna, why, I, this is a long shot, Benny. But I, I'm asking all within the sound of my voice. 
If you're a Republican member of the House or the Senate and you're thinking about voting for this, come talk to me or talk to somebody who's read these provisions. Just read through it and you'll see for yourself. This bill doesn't do what they claim it does. This this uh, this uh, juice is not worth the squeeze and there's not a whole lot of juice in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, like from your mouth to God's ears, how are you going to run? How are you going to run on this? Like, how are you going to run on this? How, how you, like, how, how are you going to run on We're going to cut. We're going to cut the government. We're, we're going to fiscal responsibility. You can't. You can't. You've been proven a fraud. We, you won't even defund the IRS agents. You won't even defund the FBI. You want to like, this is a basic, like the basic stuff. Like you can't, you, we don't have the muscle to do it. It's really, it's, it's somewhat depressing, but it's, I guess, why we fight every single day and why we're proud to have fighters like you. Uh, Senator, where can people find your work? Where, where can people follow along? I, I hear you have a pretty based Twitter account. I do. It's super based. It's, it's <laughs> at based Mike Lee at based Mike Lee on Twitter. That's uh, I, 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 I'd love to have all of your viewers and listeners uh, follow me on Facebook. So, yeah, send them to at based Mike Lee. Uh, 103,000 followers. Senator yeah. Zoom. Man, Keep in mind that this this account was created only months ago, and uh, it's just been organic growth. But uh, there's a lot more to come. Rocking and rolling, way to go! All right, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Benny. Super based Mike Lee, you gotta get over there and follow his account, ladies and gentlemen. We have good news for you. Good news. Good news. I am the bearer of good tidings for you, ladies and gentlemen. We have victories on the culture war front. I report to you from the front lines of the culture war. Bud Light is going out of business, man. Target lost $10 billion because they went after our kids. They went after our kids. It really doesn't have to do with any like specific political agenda necessarily. They're going after the kids with like this super radical sex cult stuff. I mean, it's pervert, it's pervert, it's Sodom and Gomorrah stuff. And like, we finally put our foot down, or drew our line in the sand and said, no. And now they're getting absolutely blown up, baby. Stock prices, boycotts. You know, Boycott Target is the number one song in America. Ladies and gentlemen, Boycott Target is the number one song in America right now. Not just for a rap song, for all songs. It is the number one. Scray. Target has lost $10 billion. And we exposed them. We helped exposed, we helped expose Target, ladies and gentlemen, by, go, by going through Target and actually finding uh, out what they were doing. And I was disgusted when I went through Target. Here it is. Boycott Target, the number one song. Uh, this is the rap songs, the number one song in all of America. Boycott Target is beating by rapper Forgiato Blow uh, and company, is beating Taylor Swift, Luke Combs, and Morgan Wallen for the top charts for the number one song in the whole nation. We are powerful. We're powerful, baby. Wiped $10 billion off of Target's market cap in a weekend and we're just getting started mama bears conservative mom bears i'm so proud of you watch retail giant target lost 10 billion dollars of market value in 10 days as customers push back on the company's pride line i feel that there's getting too extreme with this whole 
woke agenda and they just need to ease off because you're gonna lose a lot of customers. Viral social media posts show Pride products geared towards children. While Target insists its controversial tuck-friendly bathing suit for transgender women is only for adults. The company responded to the backlash, writing in part, quote, Given these volatile circumstances, we are making adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. Target CEO Brian Cornell defended the decision, citing employee safety concerns. Mm, oh, yes. Employee safety. The same, the same uh, tactic the FBI uses. Sources and methods. Yeah. Employee safety. You know, they, had, they got called on that. And the New York Times, the AP, they had to go and actually edit, self-edit their articles because there has been no employee confrontations. There's no evidence of that. It's just people saying, we ain't going to shop there anymore. It's us saying, we don't have to take it anymore. Bud Light, Target, Kohl's now, apparently. Listen, the line is this. You, like, sell your rainbow mugs or whatever you want. Like, nobody ever cared. You've been doing that for 20 years. You know, it's rainbow in the Bible, right? Noah in the Ark. Like, you don't you don't get to own these things. Like, and, and, and whatever, right? It's the kids, man. We're drawing a line at the kids. We're drawing a line. There's the there's the uh, not so invisible box. It's around the kids, and now people are saying like we're through. And Dylan Mulvaney with Bud Light is the same thing. Like his audience is primarily people under the age of 21 on this big platform for children called TikTok. Bud Light knew what they were doing when they went to this specific influencer. So here we go. We can make culture too. We can push back too. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Boycott Target is the number one song in the country. We know the artist. Um, we don't get, obviously, paid for any promotion or anything like that. But, like, we, we support the movement. And so we're going to support the artist. The artist is Forgiato Blow. And we're going to uh, send off the show by playing you. Uh, a clip from the actual music video. Why not end the show in a, a music video, music stinger? We've never done that before. We would never rob you of our verse of the day, of course, which ties in beautifully into this story from Corinthians, Second Corinthians. We look for things that are seen. We look not for the things that are seen, but for the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. But the things that are unseen are eternal. Our battles against these evil corporations are eternal. They're for the souls of our children, and there is no greater battle. So, ladies and gentlemen, count me in on the Boycott Target song, the Boycott Target movement that is now number one in the country. Take it away. Yeah, yeah. Tension on shoppers, tension yeah. on shoppers. Yeah, yeah. There's a cleanup yeah. on every aisle. Yeah. yeah. Target is targeting yeah. your kids. Yeah. They put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask, cause you all know what it is. Yeah, that's why I keep a strap. And I'm always by my bands. This agenda gotta stop. And you know we gonna win when they target, target, yeah, they target and target, target, yeah, they target kids. Target, target, yeah, they target and